Oh, Greg, you think you're tough? Oh, man, you, Chris, you think you're tough. <laughs> Ooh, little rat right there to open up the show. Welcome back. Another episode of Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. We're going to get right into it today. We are not going to discuss anything but business right off the top. All Instagram right. Instagram at podcast. Gmail, BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Twitter at Big Talk CG. That's it. That's all I got. All right, man. That's all so, I got. Uh, let's get right into it. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do Rat's first three albums. Sounds good, dude. Rat with a double T, as a ten-year-old <laughs> would say. Is that double T? Is that double T? Yeah, yeah. double T. Yeah. That's the intern's intern. <laughs> that's, that's, that's another show. Another show of another show. That's another show. I keep telling them. Yeah. Why don't you guys have your, get your own podcast? Get off ours. No, oh. I don't, you know how kids are these days. They're lazy. Yeah, we are. All you kids out there, stop being so lazy. Ooh, there you and, go. Uh, start getting your own. All right. So we're talking about the first three albums yeah. from Rat. Out of the Cellar, Invasion of Your Privacy, and Dancing Undercover. Yes. I... Three great albums. Yeah, from, we from that era. This is the, the '80s, right in the smack dab middle. You know, me and Chris talk about a lot of uh, uh, discussion of bands, and we have in there, and we said, you know, it's time to get some of the bands that we absolutely love. Obviously, how people can tell we've been loving this kind of stuff. Um, Poison was one of them. Rat was another one that we just definitely haven't done, and and now we get an opportunity to do it. We're gonna bring it to you guys. We're gonna start off with Out of the Cellar from a nineteen. 19- 83 i think chris uh said it was released on february 27th 1984 1984 sorry guys 1984 so did you also know um that it was recorded at the uh, sound studio here in uh, van nuys i did chris? know that yeah that was pretty I love good it. i love it and then the producer was bow hill so yes bow hill i mean come on bow hill i think did all three of these mm-hmm. albums and and to me he does a fantastic job this is great sound you know, great songs, great vocals, great drums, great, you know, instruments. Everything sounds clean, crisp, and clear. Outrageous, man. I love it. So uh, we're going to start off. The first song from Out of the Cellar is Wanted Man. I, I love this. Great opener. Great so, opener. Great. You know, this was a fun video, too, uh, on MTV Days and stuff like that. Yeah. How's the sound on that? I always got to ask. We always want it loud, but I'm I'm good, dude. Sounds good. Great opener, great opener. Oh yeah, great opener. Right here, Steven comes in. I'm loving the drum sound, dude. Their guitar tone is piercing. Oh, it it definitely cuts through. Okay. And you know, I've been obviously redo our own. You know, we do our research and. I've been listening to a lot of rap. The guitar tone just cuts through everything, and I love it. I love it. I love it. It's great. Um, and also, I went through. I was watching all these music videos. Oh yeah, cool. And so this one, you know, they go, they go back in time to like the western. They're playing cards at the saloon, <laughs> and 
You know, it, it kind of gives that Western feel of, of Wanted Man. I, yeah. I don't know what they wrote the song about, you know, a, a guitar slinger, a gunslinger, you know, being wanted, but the video gave that kind of context to it. Hell yeah, man. Dude, this is just a great song, man. I, I really like I love the um, Stephen Piercy's vocals. I love when the group is singing together in a chorus. We always love that. That yeah. just gives you, as an audience during a concert, to sing along. And, you know, that's one of the things. When you go to a show, you don't want to sit there with your freaking hands in your pockets and, and, and do nothing. You want to. I'm singing with all of them. <laughs> We're all singing together, and that's the kind of chorus you want. And uh, this is one of those songs where you get that. Yeah. For sure. This God. is cool. And I wish we could listen to every single one of these songs in their entirety. We get the guitar solo. We get everything, dude. These are all that, that great. That does sound something like us, huh? These are all great. All right, man. Um, who is Joey Cristofanali? Cristofanili. I think he was one of the um, originals Original? that from came from Mickey Rat. Okay. He's when one Stephen of the Percy co-writers on this song. Yeah. Um, besides that, it's basically the guys that are in the band at this point. Yeah. Um, Maybe he did the original riff. Maybe he did. Here we did go. A little guitar solo. A little. That'd be Warren right here. This is excellent. If you're not air guitaring, you should be air guitaring with this. <laughs> give it a little volume. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right, man. Song two. Number two. You're in trouble. Oh. So good. Little, little, you know, the, they like to do these little slow burns, a little bass open yeah. right here. Um, let's go through some of the other stuff. We got Stephen Piercy on vocals. Uh, let's go through the kind of the members of the band. Got uh, it. Robin Crosby. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, lead and rhythm guitar back right. vocals as well. Warren Martini and lead and rhythm guitar back vocals. This had kind of you know they had that twin guitar yeah. thing going. Um, Juan Cruchier on bass and backing vocals, and then Bobby Blotzer drums and all percussion. Nice. I got no other additional artists. You're not gonna get anything by me where I learned that one episode <laughs> where you got that shit by me. You're never gonna do it again. And Bo Hill, the producer. Um, let's go factoidal. You want to go factoidal? Sure. This thing, this album hit number seven on the U.S. Billboard <laughs> 200. Um, do you? I know you already know, so I won't even ask you to guess. Three times platinum. That's good. Three man. million albums. I love it, dude. Um. I want this, this music was all the rage during the day, dude. This was it. This was it, man. and I love it. Yeah. I want. I wanted to say I remember them hitting this album when it came out. It was like they hit gold, and then it hit platinum, and then I think it hit double platinum before the status of triple platinum. Maybe you know years long with a catalog and three platinum and climbing. So, any numbers from um, across the seas or? Maybe in Canada uh, or Canada hit number twelve. Uh, in Canada, it sold fifty thousand. Oh, great, man! Uh, How about uh, the UK or Japan? Or anything? I got no other stats. Oh, okay. 
I don't even have single stats on here, to be honest with you, dude. I don't know. A lot of limited information about this band, which kind of actually, um, uh, kind of uh, is eluding me at the time. Well, I know the singles Let's from see the. See if I can dig deep. I, I know the singles from this album were definitely "Round and Round," yeah. "Wanted Man," and I think "Lack of Communication" was the the third single from this album. Yeah, "Round and Round" was released in February mm-hmm. of '84. Wanted Man, September of 84, Lack of Communication. Wow, one month later in uh, November of 1984. Let's go. All right, man. So uh, track three, the big hit. This is is such a fun song, man. I mean, when you think about it, it's this cool... Fun, good, good riff, good video, a fun video. Good riff. You know? Great riff. Yeah. Great vocals. Excellent guitar great work. Great songwriting. Great guitar work. Great yeah. everything. Over fucking played. Okay. I agree Over fucking played. Because here's the thing, dude, is that every, you hear Rat on the radio, this is, the, this is one of those bands, you know, that this is the only song you ever hear from them. Yeah. And it's like, man. They got all these other really, really good, really good songs, and, and I'll say great songs. And why is this the only one we're hearing? Yeah, I'm, I'm t- love the song. Tired of hearing it. Okay, tired of hearing it because you know it too well, right? Yeah, it's and like it. through my heart. <laughs> Here we go, dude. All Steven, right, sing it. We got that. Give like, it time. All right. All right. Since they they have a lot of that. Like if you hear it in the back, like they got layers, vocals, guitars. If you hear it in the back, you hear they, they, a lot of their songs they have that. Anyways. All right, man. Good. Take ready me to go. for it, dude. Ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. In your direction. Fun. No, I'm sure. Fun. I'm sure that a lot of people, even if, you know, obviously round and round, Wondered Man, you've heard. Yeah. In trouble. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. Um, now we're getting into some of these cuts that people probably have never heard before. Possibly. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard them. But um, some of those younger or newer un- newer rat listeners, you may not have even ever heard the song. Yeah. Dude, their tone, dude, that guitar tone is just... I just want to listen to it right here. So this was Stephen Piercy. Um, totally wrote this uh, song by himself on this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. They had a lot of their songs did that like build up each verse as little build up and you know yeah and then it would add more and then it would come in right here right here in your direction it's cool man it's good all right, man. Let's go to let's, let's go to track five. Let's go to track five. 
Oh, a little faster. A little faster. Fun song. Uh, she wants money. Track five. Yeah. About self-explanatory. <laughs> self-explanatory. I think. <laughs> Go ahead. Walking girls and Sunset Strip. Yeah. Or whatever. She wants money. You know. I just... Didn't Slaughter have a song? Good. Yeah, they did. Uh, more. She wants more. <laughs> yeah. No, she wants more. She wants money. <laughs> she wants more. She wants money. I don't know. These, Robin Cru- it, the Crochet looks like he got solo writing credits. Oh, this, nice. So. Change of pace. Change yeah. of pace on the album, you know. They were chugging along a little change of pace. She wants money. See? F- a fun song. One of, one of my... I mean, if you want to really? rank the songs on this album... On the album, okay, I'm totally. It's not at the top. I totally like it because I lo- I think it's just different. It's so uh, um, upbeat, and it, it you know it his okay. songwriting to so, the whole so, thing. So so, but I would say at best, wanted man, you're in trouble. Round and round, lack of communication, back for more. And I know you like I'm insane. I know you love scene of the crime. So th- at best, the song is number <laughs> eight for you. <laughs> I guarantee you that, dude. At best, it's probably before I'm insane. I don't know. You, the morning you, after you, is good. You've, too. Talk, oh, right, right, you've right. talked about I'm insane a couple of times. You yeah, know, just just yeah. in conversation uh, generally throughout the years. You know, but, me and Chris like to fool around, so we're gonna let's go. We're gonna flip the record on and put track six. This Here is one go. thing we've never had: lack of communication. Lack of communication <laughs> ever. What? Lack Great of, riff, dude. Oh, I know, dude. Right? Isn't that riff? Let go of. It makes you bob your head. Right? It does. And I wasn't always a huge fan of this song. Oh, I, This is one of the songs I kind of go back and forth on. Right now, I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> loving it. Okay. Sometimes I go back, I'm like, mm. uh. The background's a little la- uh, maybe, lackluster. Maybe because it Lack doesn't make... I don't know. Lack of communication. It does. It has that lack of communication throughout the song, so it doesn't have that like true, true, true chorus like <laughs> round and round or wanted man. You get your lack of communication. The whole, so I'm not getting that like. Mm. Maybe that's what. But it you is. don't want the same thing over and over. You know, no, you this don't. is a great. And that's why I go cut. back on. Yeah, forward. not even a deep cut. I don't even think it's a deep cut. In your direction, it's no. a deep cut. Yeah, in your direction, it's a deep cut. This is still fun. I love this song, man. Changing up the tempo. Yeah. You know, uh, doing my due diligence. Uh-huh. Like nerdy Chris likes to do. Um, reading some reviews about this album. Um, you know, when it came out. and even People are like, oh, it's it sounds like the same thing over and over. Like, there's no change. Steven Piercy has no vocal range. I go... What are you talking about, dude? He goes up, he goes down, he goes loud, he goes quiet, he goes long, he goes short. Back like off. he's got a lot of vocal versatility. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I don't uh, know to get it either, dude. I don't. People just wanted to hate, just to, to hate on that. I, I didn't really understand that. And uh, one thing I never heard anybody talk about about was the band, though. Right. It was like Stephen Piercy was the one thing they were trying to say. This is the part of the band that's the bad part. And it's like. 
One, you didn't talk about the other four guys at all, about anything about it, and this is the one thing you're going to go for, and everything they said was like, no, that, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. All right, man. Let's give go. Me, give me the next one. Yeah, a little back for more. Oh, yeah, I watched his video today, too. Who was the, spe- I, 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 who was the special guest in the video? Um, Tawny. Does it have Tawny in it? No. Okay, I'll say yeah, but there's other special guest. If you saw Back for More. Is it Milton Burrow? At no. The end? No, you really don't know. There's a scene where the, the cops pull over Bobby and, and, and Warren. And who was it? Tommy Lee and Nicky Thick. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, because you were watching the video probably, man. And they're all with a thumbs up. Back for more. Back for more. Yeah, Chris, you tell him you're mine. Yo, what's One of a kind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Piercy on these lyrics, dude. Back for more. You turn away. Can I tell you, uh, Okay, I got a. I've met three out of the five members. Can I give you a quick story on on Stephen Percy? We, the Big Talk Nation loves your stories. So yes, absolutely, let's hear it. This had to be a good 15, 16 years ago, right? And I w- I used to go to this uh, used record store in on. On Ventura and in Studio City, and uh, Stephen Piercy, I guess, lived around the block. So he would casually come in to the studio, to this record store, and, to, and he knew he with the owner, and the owner would say hi to him, blah blah blah. And he had, they had a uh, a double platinum, you know, uh, um, out of the cellar, you know, stuck in his uh, behind the counter. And he goes, hey, you're with Stevie? He comes in here all the time. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I go, I'll, you know, be checking out for him this time. So one time I was there, and I parked my car because I couldn't park on the on Ventura. And Stephen was walking, walking by, and I go, oh, shit, here's my chance. So I got out of the car real fast and went, I ran up to him. Hey, Stephen, blah blah blah, how's it going? And of course he was trying to be pleasant. He's probably a little bit bugged, but. Um, you know, just went. I said, "Hi, hey, dude. I'm a big rat fan." And I brought up some of his other side projects. Of course, he did at the time. And he was just there. Oh, thanks, dude. Whatever. And I, I go, "Hey, what are you up to? What are you working on?" That kind of stuff. Kind of, you know, didn't want to say blew me off, but kind of blew me off. But I didn't really. I wasn't really angry at it. But I just told him, like I always tell whenever I meet anybody, "Thank you for putting out some great music, and I appreciate everything you did." You know what I mean, like that. And he, he seemed like he kind of brushed. Oh, thanks, guy. And blah blah blah. And he went his way, and I went my way, and stuff. But I was always like, and then I was, at phone at the time. I don't know if I had a phone at the time, but I didn't text anybody or I couldn't take a selfie or anything. But I was just, hey man, I, I just met Stephen Piercy, you know that kind of stuff. Though that was kind of my story. I used, I, I used to get a chance to meet him. I, did I ever tell? Well, let's move on to the next song. First. All right, number seven, the morning after. Look at this riff. There is the chugga chugga yeah. chugga. This is still killer. They have the sound. Yeah. And it's killer, dude. You know the drum sound is awesome, man. Bobby's doing great. Bobby's doing great on this album. Timekeeping. Great. I'm hearing 
drum fills and the rolls and man. Did I ever tell you about the time I almost met Stephen Piercy? <laughs> I was at the um, Pickwick Roller uh, Ice Skating Rink here okay. in, 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 it Burbank. Was in Burbank. Uh, we're in North Hollywood, California, so right next door is Burbank. And I was ice skating around. I was over the, you know, I don't know, probably like the six and two year old or whatever they were at the time. And I saw him outside the the, the, the glass, you know, because it's, it's, oh, okay. it's a skate yeah. ring, so it's got the hockey glass. Cause they have hockey game. And I was going and, and I was skating. And I was like, oh man, I want to go say hi to Steven. And I was like, you know what, dude? He's probably here with his kids. I'm just, I'm not going to bother him. But I always thought to myself, Man, that would have been a great opportunity. I went up to him and I would have said, Hey, man, Steven, nice to meet you. I hope you're doing great. You're like, Oh, man, thank you, man. What are you doing here? I said, Man, I'm just on this ice rink going round and round. (laughs) (laughs) That that would have been good. That would have been good. Probably again. <laughs> I can't stop on that one, dude. It was good. Dude, this is still a good photo. He probably would have yeah. thought about it the morning after, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm leaving the morning after. All right, let's go to the next one. I'm insane. Yeah. Speeding it up. This is from Crosby himself, written this. Right, Crosby. I mean, you look at the, some of the songs, you know, like, like You're in Trouble. It's a little bit slower. This is this is speeding it up right here. Yeah. Bobby Blotts are keeping great time. Guitar tone is great. Right. Bass is on it. I'm insane. This is a short album. I don't have a total time, but I just did some math in my head. That's why I was so quiet. Oh, this was like is like thirty five minutes. Yeah, dude. I think it's less. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's. Oh, uh, yeah, thirty six minutes, forty one seconds. Wow, well, ten songs. Um, the I don't I don't have any charting. Inf- I gotta go. Uh, what what's my favorite website, dude? I'm gonna go to it right now. You know, this is the shortest song on the album. Yes. At 2:54. Damn. Went out, rocked it. Hold on a second. While we're waiting for that, let's go to the next song. All right. Scene of the cry. This is um, the last track ending the album, and it's the longest song at 4.54. So it almost did five minutes. But this is a killer uh, way to end an album. Scene of the crime. Listen to the drums, dude. Oh yeah, they're great. They're setting up a scene. They're painting a, they're painting a picture. 
Yeah. I love it, dude. Draw. Yeah, I knocked on your door, Chris. Yeah. Broke the low, you see. Sorry about the you, you, silence. You, I've been. Uh, oh no, we're just jamming to it, dude. Sidetracked right I, here. I was gonna say, you know what? Um, I would love to hear this on the radio, dude. Is they they put, you know, play your deep cuts and stuff like that. This would be definitely. I'd play a lot of uh, uh, last songs. I think this. I think this song hit. Not, I, I, I I had it all earlier, and I have to apologize. I think this hit number twelve on the charts. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. Round and round hit number twelve uh, on the charts. I think that was tied for their highest charting single okay. with mm-hmm. "Lay It Down," which is on the next album. Yeah. You ready to uh, start invasion of your privacy? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Um, All right. So that was it. So invasion. So that was uh, out of the out cellar. Of the cellar. Rest first album on Atlantic. Invasion of Your Privacy, right here. June 13th, 1985. Hit number seven. Okay. Number seven out of the cellar. Hit number seven as well. Um, This album, to me, is not as solid as Out of the Cellar. Okay, I agree with you on that one. Um, Although it does contain my favorite rat song. Okay. um, Which is Lay It Down. Okay. Um, you want to go ahead and uh, now, get, it, go ahead it, talk? Could this have been where you know you have a lifetime to record your first album, but you got six months to record well, your second? Kind of, but when you have the EP first, and then you come out with this, you're using some of the songs on your EP. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm. I go back on forth in that because we can go throughout history and find bands whose first album isn't their best album. Correct. I mean, look at Bon Jovi. New Jersey is their best album. That was their fourth album. No, Slippery When Wet was their first best um, album. Look at um, like Led Zeppelin. Most people say Led Zeppelin 4 is yeah. their best album. Look at Pink Floyd. People talk about Dark Side of the Moon. That wasn't their first album. Nope. Black Sabbath, Paranoid, second album. People, it, no, that argument does not hold water, um, New Jersey. And uh, I don't know why that is like, oh, they get their whole life. They wrote the best thing. That's their truth. No, not necessarily. Are you sure it's not Slippery Wet, dude? No. no okay, make it sure. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to. Hey, we're in vision of your privacy, man. 
Come on, Bo Hill at it again. All right. Uh, the, the guys, like I said, 1985, it was uh, recorded in two studios in L.A. and New York. You know? This is just awesome, dude. Come on. Dude, that, that guitar tone is yeah, this is sick. It's just a little different than um, Out of the Cellar. This was uh, their number two single from this album. Hit number 89. Wow, that's not, that's number 89. not too exciting. Still a, a, a killer video because I think the video was, it's like more live stuff now. So they recorded it from their live show. So, yeah. so let me, so I got some information now. All right. Sorry about the long wait. Round and Round hit number 12, which is their first release from their first album, first LP. Um, Wanted Man, their second release, hit number uh, 87. And Lack of Communication did not chart. Okay. Um, So Invasion of Privacy, You're in Love. uh, What did I say it hit? 87. uh, 82. 89. 89. But it still was MTV friendly. Definitely. That, that you know? guitar is just. It's piercing, dude. It's just. Warren D. Martini's tone. Robin Crosby holding down the rhythm section, man. These guys are great, dude. Bobby, you can still hear those excellent drum sounds. And Juan holding up the, the bottom end with the bass, man. And Steven killing it with lyrics and, and vocals, dude. Mm hmm. All right, let's go to number two. Never use love. All right. This album, um, you know, it's okay. The whole uh, album in general? In general, if you yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I I still enjoy it, but you know, some of it runs together. Some of it. Uh, is not as memorable as you know out of the cellar wasn't that our argument in the say in the first half of the that we're talking about that some reviewer was saying that about the review of out of the cellar it kind of ran together don't call the same type stuff and we're like no it didn't sound that way to us but now you're saying this album sounds it's, like it kind it's of just like like this song never use love it there's it just doesn't it doesn't for some reason, it doesn't stand out for me. Well, for me, the course does. You know? When, you know, Steve Lewis never used love, then the guy sing it back. I loved it, man. That sounds good. There we go. See, we... Different point of view. Yeah. There we go. It's all right. It's all right. I dig it. I love it. You ready to go? Yeah, man. Give it to me. I know you always say that. Next song. Let's go to the next song. It's a jam right here, dude. <laughs> Listen to that. Never heard it. What is it? Which one is it? Lay it down. Lay it down. Listen to the drums, yeah, I know, dude. Right? Yeah, listen to the drums. This song is straight heat. Love it. It sounds like a little keyboards there. Let's look. I'm no keyboards no. at all on the album. I'm looking. Nope. 
But all right, here's, here's what I'm talking about the chug along. Listen to the guitar in the back. Hear okay, it? Yeah, definitely. Now, now he's in there playing with the everybody. But when they're in the uh, verses, he's yeah. chugging, which is great. This is my favorite song by Rap. Okay. Hear it? Yeah. It's a little, dude. It's killer, dude. It's just killer. These are things I do when I listen to music. I'm like, okay, I listen to it. Now let me pick some. Let me listen to the song again. Let me listen to the song yeah. again. So th- this was the first single from this album. Yes. And then all guys, all the guys in the band got a a, a nod. Actually, you know what Bobby does? Hit number forty. Yeah. On the charts. So Warren, Juan, Robin, and Piercy got a nod for writing this. Yep. Oh. Love this song. I mean, uh, you like the big verse, like lay it down. I love the big, the big verses, the sing along. I know you. You only sing wrote. it, now I'm gonna sing it Romance. back to you. You sing it to me, I'm gonna sing it back to you on stage. I'll give you all that I can. Isn't it great? Getting tender. <laughs> you looking at my eyes right now? To prove myself. Yeah, go Warren. There's a great guitar solo right here, dude. Right. This is my favorite song, so I'm going to indulge myself and listen a little longer than maybe some of the other ones. How about after the solo, we move it? Yeah. That's nice. All right, let's go to number four. Okay. Give it all. You know, not one of my favorites, you know, but when, when I did hear it again, doing my research, it came back to me. I was like, oh, well, I forgot about this song. I actually, um, you know, I talked about Never Use Love. I like this one better. I like the chorus. The okay. chorus is great. Um, God, that guitar sound is just, I can't get it's unescapable when you're listening to these guys. It just, just it's drenched in this guitar tone that is great. If it was a shitty guitar tone, all these songs would be shitty. But the guitar tone <laughs> just makes it just so much enjo- more enjoyable and so easy to listen to. Yeah, definitely, dude. Definitely, man. Cool, man. This is great, man. All right. That's uh, number four. Let's go to number five. Man, here we go. Check from five. You know, Rand is not known for singing rock ballads. And you know what's kind of funny? You're you're about to bring that up. But this is the closest song. Out of the cellar had no ballads. Yeah. Yeah, They don't don't sing ballads. They don't sing ballads. They have no ballads. They they have songs that come close. But mid don't tempo. mid tempo, and As this is like probably be this is a mid tempo. This is, this song would probably be a, you know one of those songs that 
would say mm-hmm. balladish mm-hmm. in their thing, but not in you know, not either a what well, was me, I'm sorry, I don't have love, or I'm totally in love, I love this person. They don't they don't have that kind of stuff. No. So they don't have exactly the the I love you, you love me, you know. Or my heart is broken, I miss you. Without you. Every rose has its <laughs> they don't have that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> they got the you know, they're rough and tough. <laughs> And you know, it, 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 it a power ballad really doesn't fit their tone, their style. Stephen Piercy's vocals, I think that they're the way they're writing songs and performing them. I think um, complements their style more so than a power ballad may. Maybe they and I could be wrong. Yeah. But, but but like I said, this is the one the closest thing you're gonna get yeah. to a power ballad from Rat. You're right on that one, dude. And I don't think I've ever heard Stephen Piercy sing it. Hold on. The light. Yeah. Is that your favorite part of like the album? You know, some no 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 no. But on this song, it was, dude. I re- this is another one of those deep cuts. Uh, Closer to my heart is is one of those songs I really love from this album. Yeah. This is my number one deep cut. It's the longest song by far. It's the only song over four minutes <laughs> on this album. Hey, let's get in and get out, man. Um, yeah, Chris, you broke your promises. So uh, this is song number five. So this puts us to the midpoint of uh, Invasion of Privacy. I think we're going to go ahead and uh, continue this on to a second episode. That sounds good, guys. I think, All if, right. I think if we go on from here, we're going to just go way too long. Okay. And so um, we're just going to play it out with a little closer to my heart, and we'll be back with our next episode. Big Talk, Chris and Greg. Big Talk, CG. Podcast on Instagram. Big Talk at. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. BigTalkCG <laughs> at gmail.com. Greg eyed me right there. <laughs> and at BigTalkCG on Twitter. You can get a hold of us in those ways. All right. Now I'm going to talk to you like this. Now you're going to mess this song up, man. I'm not messing this song up. It's deep. Yeah. All right. That's it from me. What you got to say. All right. All right, guys. This is from uh, Big Talk with Chris and Greg. See ya. See ya.